0: This is the stinking truth. Okay, let's move over to the NFC. And we yep. got San Francisco and and Detroit. I, I just I, I wonder if you look at San Francisco uh if you have the same confidence in them as you did a week ago at this time. Or did their performance against the Packers shake that confidence at all?
1: Yeah, I think I think that my confidence in them. Has grown. Hmm. And I think it's grown because they played. They did not play well. You know, for everybody saying, hey, man, you know, their quarterback didn't play well. Well, he played well when the game was on the line and it mattered the most. That's when he played well. And what have I told you about San Francisco? If they don't run the ball effectively. So think about how the game played out in the first quarter. San Francisco had, count them, one offensive possession. And what does that do to you as a play caller? As a play caller, you start to count possessions and you start to go, shit, in a 12-possession game, we're going to get six? Pucker factor. 7 Mm-hmm. And therefore, you get out of what you do well, and I was shocked during the course of that game, especially in the first half, of how much empty gun they were in. It's not what they do the best. It's not what they really run the ball and set up all their play action stuff off their running game. And part of that is, you know, your ability to motion McCaffrey out of the backfield and then all of a sudden have Debo run on the ball. So there's a, there's a mixture there that they lost, and I don't know if Debo's back or not, but... They got into a situation where as much as people want to make it, and we all do about offense, right, and Brock Purdy didn't play as well, I thought, for me, of all the games I called for San Francisco this year, which was two, and all the games I watched them play, I thought it might have been the worst performance by their defense that I'd ever watched. I thought, like, they didn't defend the run very well. They got beat up on the line of scrimmage, which you know their defensive line. The rotation is great. I thought when Green Bay ran the outside run game, the the transportation series of the crack, the crack pull stuff. I thought one defensive ends didn't get off the ball, and then that anytime a wide receiver comes down and cracks Mike on the end of the line of scrimmage, that means when he goes down, your guy who's covering's got to come replace. They call it crack replace, and you've got to come and you've got to establish a new edge. So, all of a sudden, they crack, that tackle pulls. you got to meet that tackle in the backfield. you got to turn back everything back into, into the, the flow of the defense. I thought they were garbage at doing any of that. DN didn't, didn't beat the you, – you're not beating the blocks of wide receivers, and your, your safeties and corners aren't flying up there and reestablishing a new edge. So, Green Bay was able to capture the perimeter of the defense on a consistent basis in the run game. And I just thought that they did – I thought it was probably the worst game I have watched San Francisco play on the defense side of the ball. And that, to me, from just an pure embarrassment standpoint, that, to me, is going to get rectified. Now, the one question or the one concern I really have is their third corner, Ambry Thomas. Because when they get in three wide receiver sets, D'Amador, Ladour, Ladour – Diamador no, yeah, Diamador Le- Lenore moves into the into the slot, and then Thomas comes and plays the other corner, and they picked on He got a couple of P.I. fouls. He, he gave up some easy throw. He gave up some easy completions. Uh, on the outside, was just giving up too much cushion. Um, he was a liability out
0: there. So are you talking about something that was self-inflicted by San Francisco that's correctable, or is the— dreaded blueprint out yeah, there.
1: No, 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 I think I think it's completely I think it's completely fixable. Now you're going up against I thought the O line at Green Bay played exceptionally well. You're going up what is arguably one of the best, if not the best, offensive lines in football in Detroit. Pinay Sewell is awesome. Uh Noah Jackson, although he got hurt, uh is a really good player. Frank Ragnow is great. Um, Glasgow, who we're familiar with here in Denver, he's a good player. Uh, Decker is a good player, but they do a really good job of mixing it up. Their two running backs are outstanding. They've got great offensive offensive personnel.
0: I, I love what I love what Detroit does with their two running backs, um, David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. But which one do you think is better suited? For that San Francisco defense, what San Francisco likes to do, mm-hmm. what which running back would you want to feature against San right. Francisco, you know, Gibbs got, or Montgomery? Right,
1: I've got so much of this. They have a system, and they have a series of things that they do in that system, and that system is is Montgomery is your lead back, and Jameer is your. Jameer is your um, adjunct back or your, you know, your changeup back. And, you know, you get so many people. I was on a show yesterday that people were like, he only got 13 touches, you know, and he had X number of rushes or X number, you know, you need to get him 20 touches or 25 touches. Like, that's not how they operate their system. And so they can play one back with either Gibbs or Montgomery or they can get into you know what a lot of teams will call twenty-one pony, so it's a two-back system, but that other back becomes more of a receiver, and the other back's the, the ball carrier. Like it, there's a there's a there's a balance there, and they use that balance and they use it exceptionally well. And once they wear that defense down a little bit, and they get them you know matched in the three wide receiver set, they get a favorable look in the running game, and they've worn them down to a bit. Now all of a sudden you change it up with that speed and athleticism of Gibbs where they were defending Montgomery early, and now all of a sudden Gibbs, with a little bit of extra burst, a little bit of extra quickness, he takes that four or five-yard power run, just physical run that Montgomery, Montgomery was getting, and all of a sudden he pops it out for 12 or 15. Like there's, a, there's a, a, a method to their madness. So I'm like, hey, it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, like they've got a great – they've got a great – um, kind of give and take with their running back situation right now. I wouldn't fix it, and let me just tell you this: with with Detroit, I and mean, that's as talented as an off, uh, offense. Amon Ross St. Brown is incredibly talented. In the middle of football, field, Sam Laporta is unbelievably talented. Those two backs are as good as you get. One two combination. Um, then they got Reynolds. They've got Jamison Williams. They've got like uh, they've got dudes that can flat play, so they can beat you. They can personnel you to death. They can rotate different personnel groupings and they can do a lot of different things out of those personnel groupings. And Jared Goff, um, in the middle of the football field, his ability to be accurate on time and really just not see a window that he can't throw it into, like he is really good. So it, that,
0: that they're, they're a really outstanding offense. Where, where's your confidence level in Goff on the road? Because maybe it's unfair and it's not a huge difference, but it, at least when you look at... Home road splits. Yeah. Nineteen and six. Nineteen touchdowns, six picks at home, only eleven touchdowns, six interceptions right. uh, on the road. Uh the completion percentage is seventy percent at home. It's uh it's about sixty-five on the road. Again, we're not mm-hmm. talking about huge differences, but we, we do right. see differences. So where would your your confidence level be in golf on the road?
1: Well, I think one of those games I did, I think, in Chicago, he threw three picks. And I did that game, and it was about, you know, it was about 12 degrees with the wind in Chicago. It was a miserable day. And, you know, Chicago was doing a great job of controlling the tempo of the game, controlling the clock, controlling the run game with their quarterback. And so there were some chances you had to take. And, like, it, it wasn't a great day for detroit it's just the way it was um but yeah there i mean there is you know it's always tougher on the road with crowd noise and everything else it's always going to be a little bit tougher so i get all that um but those splits aren't that dramatic to me i'm not that concerned offensively man they're a really good football team so i'm not that concerned And i think the weakness right now of san francisco is is their defensive secondary has been banged up. They've had a lot of different guys that have rotated in there. They've had a lot of make a lot of changes in their back end. Um, safeties that have been hurt, you know, uh, uh, Hufunga has been out since middle of the season. Um, you know, Gibson has is, been is in and out of the lineup because of injury. They've had cornerback issues. I know they wanted to move on. To Jason Verrett, who's a outstanding, he just has never been healthy. The guy is more snake bit than anybody in the history of the National Football League uh, at the cornerback position. They really wanted to transition and move into him because he's so talented and he is he's so good, and, and that didn't pan out for them. So, you know, Thomas is, is probably their sixth guy that they're operating at corner. So, it, it, you know, they've got some issues there, and I think Detroit can take advantage of that to some degree. Same thing I did with the AFC game. Detroit wins this game if they do what? if they can create some turnovers on the defensive side of the ball, I think they're I think the biggest question mark to me with Detroit is I love CJ Gardner Johnson being back. he brings some energy. but you know we used to refer to him as war daddies, like guys that you just have to have a plan for like oh my god how are we going to take care of this guy as a blitzer how are we going to take care of this guy as as a cover corner how are we going to take care of mostly this guy's a linebacker or a pass rusher and if they have one dude that's a war daddy we're good Mm -hmm. we'll take care of that guy formationally we'll take care of that guy sometimes you run at that guy sometimes you run away from that guy sometimes you know you have a protection plan for that guy If you have two guys, now there's a problem. Detroit, I'll be honest with you, has one dude. Aiden Hutchinson, you got to take care of here. Now, Brian Branch is a real legit nickel guy, but there's one dude on the line of scrimmage that you have to take care of. And, like, McNeil's a really nice player. They've got nice players, but there's only one dude that I have to be concerned with. And One thing about San Francisco is they can attack you so many different ways in the running game that they can render you almost useless in your pass rush game because your head's on a swivel trying to figure out where all these sons of bitches are coming from, right? It's just (laughs) like I've been blocked by seven different guys. Yeah, right. We've run one running play. We ran for Hutchinson, let's say we ran 18 handoff, you know, 18 handoff, 18 handoff force. And now all of a sudden we've blocked you with a tight end, tight end and a tackle, two tight ends, tight end and a fullback, just the fullback, wide receiver cracking on you. We've blocked you seven different ways and we've run one play. And like now all of a sudden we get a pass rush situation or we get a third down and four and you get the same action, right? And your head is like, you're like this. And then all of a sudden quarterbacks drop back. He's in a five-step drop with a hitch and you haven't even started your pass rush yet like that's how they that's how they get you. So they got one war daddy. I think they'll be able to take care of him. That that that's that's what they end up doing. San Francisco wins if they do what? Like San Francisco wins to me um if they operate their offense. If they can run the ball and set up their play action, which they were unable to do, part of that was because their defense failed, Mike. But if they can play their offense the way they play their offense, meaning run the ball, set up their run, marry their play action to that run game. So every run play that they're going to run has a, a an adjunct play action pass that marries perfectly, that looks identical. That's how they get so many wide-open guys, even if it's six yards away from the line of scrimmage. They dump a throw to a dude, and there's not anybody within 15 yards of the guy. It, it's uncanny how often they get wide-open guys. They are not, and I've said this before, I'll say it again, they are not a lineup in a static formation and out-route run you. That's not what they do. And and frankly, you know, if you were honest, whether it's Iuke or whether it's, um, you know, whether it's Debo Samuel or whether it's, it's George Kittle or whoever, they wouldn't qualify themselves as the greatest route runners in those situations. They run routes perfectly out of the play action, that is tied to those routes that's where they're good that's what they do and so if they just do that if they can do that beyond schedule and they can get the proper amount of possessions then i think they they end up winning this game going away